Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now, here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Oh, these are so fun to do. Hey, singers, welcome back to the Sing Better Fast podcast. I love spending my mornings with Ben uh, in our meetings discussing what we're going to cover. Uh, because then we're real serious. Then right before we start to record, I always think of something stupid to do to make him giggle or laugh as we're going. So you'll never know. It's behind the scenes. <laughs> but today uh, we're going to talk about listening on the inside. Many of you might have read my book, Raise Your Voice, and I do have a little chapter on this. But that's not really the focus of this podcast. It's a little bit beyond that. And what made us think of it is... Ben and I was doing a double-double lesson. Uh, Ben's actually been coaching with me for probably close to five years now. And uh, we do this – well, this this was a double-double where we're, it's him and I working with another student. So a typical lesson with me is a 45-minute slot. So a double-double is a 90-minute slot, so a double lesson with two vocal coaches. And you really get the best of both worlds and we can get in deeper. So one of our students – had asked at the end of the lesson, hey, when I have band rehearsal, the drummer is so loud and I tend to oversing. I was trying to think of what I could do to remedy that. And I was like, well, in-ears, another monitor, uh, putting up plexiglass in front of the drummer. He said, well, what about uh, like uh, earplugs to drown out the drummer? And I said, oh, absolutely not. We thought, hey, um, Maybe that's not correct. Let me go back. And I think Ben mentioned, like, you, you talk about listening on the inside. And so I ordered a set of ear, a little earplugs called Eargasm. And I got to thinking, there's been many times when I've been in a band, if I didn't cup my ear to hear myself, which is kind of like what the vocal acoustic monitor, the VAM, uh, for those of you, I'm sure you've heard of it, uh, gotvam.com. Check it out. It's like a little water slide for your voice. But you can, you can cup your ear, you can use a VAM, or... You could do what I used to do was I would stick my fingers in my ears. And when I did that, it was almost like a better bone conduction. I could hear uh, the the really fine parts of my voice, whether I was making mistakes or I was spot on. I could hear and I could seem to feel them better. And it actually helped me when I was playing with the band. So we reached back out to the studio and said, hey, yeah, give it a try. See what happens. And it made us think that, you know what, you, you really can. You can listen on the inside to your own voice. Now, it will sound a little muffled, like if you've been swimming with a friend and you went underwater when you were a kid. And you're like, hey, let's talk underwater. And you could kind of hear, you know, in your head. Uh, and it, even though you can't make out your lyric, what you're saying, you know, all the words you're saying, you could it feels and sounds different. So when you're using uh, like uh, earplugs or sticking your fingers in your ears, it definitely will sound different. But I think it could be very, 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 very beneficial <laughs> if you try it. I think I'm talking too long now and I'm running out of words. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I said my piece to get it started. I want to pass it over to you and see what you think about it. Yeah, I like the idea of listening on the inside. And actually, this is something that I have mentioned on some of the Vendera Vocal Academy hangouts. And uh, the idea was basically 
I was explaining it in a different way, not necessarily like in a band performance or a rehearsal, um, as our double-double student meant it. Um, but so the idea was to put in some kind of noise-canceling earbuds, headphones, whatever, and then play a sound of some kind, like during your practice, like a white noise sound, something without pitch. So something that you're, you're less able to hear your voice that's coming out and then bouncing off the walls or from their speakers or whatever, and instead um, just being able to listen strictly on the inside, or even doing it to the point where you're not even listening to the pitch and all you're focusing on is the sensation. Um, and so this is kind of this is kind of a central idea for me is that as singers, we want to be able to feel when we're producing the voice in a healthy way and not be so concerned with necessarily the way it sounds. Um, of course, in the end, we want it to sound good whenever we're singing. Um, we're performing or whatever, but for the sake of practice, we have to allow ourselves to not sound perfect all the time. Um, and that goes for vocal exercises, that works when you're trying to sing higher or lower, extending the range, um, that applies whenever you're learning new exercises, whatever. But so, if, if, if a singer were to not focus so much on how they sound right now, and instead focus on the sensation, to ensure that they're producing it in a relaxed, healthy way, that makes it so much easier to then later be able to sing for longer periods and sing higher and lower, um, all without hurting yourself. You know, um, well, the initial reason I had told this student not to use the headphones is because I was thinking, wow, they're not going to hear the drums and the guitars, but you absolutely still can. And that's when it flip-flopped. I go, wait a minute. Yeah, when you listen on the inside, when you really focus on the sensation of your voice, it works. And how do I know? Well, you know, being younger and even now working with a lot of, um, you know, touring artists, I go to a lot of concerts and there may be a, a favorite band of mine like Journey or Dream Theater or somebody, and I'll be singing along. Now, granted, I can't hear a dang word I'm singing. <laughs> Not at all. And the last one was I went to uh, watch Tom Kiefer from Cinderella with a friend of mine, Larry Pancake. Who took me? I, w I was Larry's date. <laughs> and he said, dude, he said, uh, Tom came over and you're singing along and you're screaming your brains out. And it was freaking awesome. He said it made Tom look. Well, it's funny. You're singing in a concert. The music's so loud you can't hear yourself. But what I do every time out of the concert, I rely on listening on the inside, on feeling how each pitch, how each vowel, how each consonant feels to me internally. And it seems to lock me right in perfect intonation when I'm doing this and it feels like it's happening with less effort. I'm not using a lot of strain. I walk, I come away from the concert feeling great. My voice doesn't hurt. That's something that we all got to learn because you're going to be in these situations where you're like, man, uh, the band was great, uh, but uh, the monitor system at this club was really bad. I don't use in-ears. I could not hear myself. Well, singer, You've sang these songs countless times. Uh, it's like um, Dr. Dennis Oglu always says, uh, this is, I'm sure uh, it came from somewhere else, but uh, you know, practice uh, is perfect. Practice makes permanence. You know? So that's what we go. So if, if you're singing in a song quite a bit, you know how it feels on the inside, but you don't uh, tune in to what you're physically feeling. You're, you're listening with your ears. 
you're thinking outwardly instead of inwardly. Uh, I think this is just something that all singers should develop so that they are spot on every time they play. Yeah, and actually this uh, this gives me an idea. I'll talk to you about that later, Jamie. But um, So something that comes to mind I've been thinking about is we talked in a previous podcast episode about the 10,000 challenge. Um, and so just yesterday I thought, how about a 100 challenge, but it's a little different. So the 100 challenge would be to take a song and sing it 100 times in different environments. So sing it in the morning outside for a few times and then sing it in your bedroom or whatever at night doing lip bubbles and then sing it you know, wherever. And so just kind of mix up the environment. So you could in a parking lot somewhere, um, you know, whatever it is, and you can do it like with a pocket vokes or doctor vokes, you can do it on full voice lip bubbles, you can do it a bunch of different ways, so that your voice gets very, very comfortable being able to sing the song in a variety of different situations. Um, And so whenever you're able to just do that, like you can sing the song 100 times your voice gets very comfortable with it especially if you do the 100 times in a short uh, time period like 10 20 30 days Um, and if you're able to do that then whenever it comes to a more challenging situation where maybe you're it's not as easy to hear yourself or you have background noise or you have the drummers too loud that sort of builds your confidence in your music and yourself no exactly and I, i uh I like that idea. I would I would add that do it in different temperatures. Oh, it could sure, be hot yeah. outside. It could be in air conditioning. It can be in a sauna. Uh, just because who did, who did I uh, speak to? Um, I can't remember who it was, but one of one of the artists I work with had said I I played this gig and it was so unbearably hot. You know, my voice felt like this on stage. And I thought, well, you know, there's there's preparatory ways to, to deal with that, which we'll get into in another podcast. But, you know, you, you have to prepare for every situation, whether it's freezing cold out and you got to do something on New Year's Eve or, you know, you're, you're in another on another continent. You're in Africa, South Africa, and you're, you, you've got to sing on a live stage when you're used to uh, living in Connecticut. And, you know, it was the winter in Connecticut. And now it's like, you know, 100 plus degree weather in South Africa. You know that's that's a huge change really quick. So you have to <laughs> you have to be prepared for those slight physical changes in your body uh, to sing in any any place, anytime, anywhere, in in any environment. Yeah, no. So I mean, I remember um, you know playing clarinet. Um, I don't play much anymore. I still have my clarinet, but uh, when I was in the Marine Band, um, we had to play in all sorts of weather. Um, sometimes it'd be really humid. Sometimes it would be really dry. Sometimes we'd play early in the morning, late at night. You know, it would, it was, sometimes we'd have to play just after it rained or just before it rained or right in the, you know, with the sun beating down on us. And, uh, you know, you have to be able to perform still. Like we were in our uniforms marching around and also, you know, the, with the changes of humidity and temperature that affects the instrument. Um, that affects the pitch of the instrument, how easy it is for the reed to vibrate, etc., etc. And so um, we had to be prepared for that stuff. So we we did rehearsals outside in the sun in the middle of July, like at one o'clock in the afternoon, with the sun, you know, just beating us up. Um, and so that's you know you just have to be prepared for that sort of stuff. Um, and so if you can 
physically i mean you don't necessarily have to go out and sing outside in the sun for 10 hours a day but if you do have like an hour-long set out in the sun that you're going to be performing out in the sun you should really take some time to prepare um and you don't even necessarily have to go out for an hour you know you, as long as you're used to it you know t 10 minutes here 20 minutes there an hour here um just to make sure that whenever you actually get out to perform in that situation um you you kind of know what you're dealing with and you don't panic no i had this makes me think of a weird idea so uh i haven't tested this so i don't know how valid it'll be <clears throat> but since you're talking about this and we're talking about listening on the inside and uh using you know uh, earplugs around here somewhere <laughs> yeah there is but i thought i wonder if i took like those eargasm earplugs stuck them in my ears and then took let me see what these are i can't remember these are audio technica ath um I can't even read my. I don't have a glass. Let me put on my glasses. I'm showing. I'm showing my age. Which ones are these? Yeah, the M30s. So what if I put in my earplugs, and then put on a big set of headphones to cover your whole ear, and I go ahead and play the song, and um, I have to listen on the inside. So then I can turn up the music on my iPod or whatever, my my iPhone, and I can still hear the music coming in. But those those little ear uh, those little earplugs force me to listen on the inside. That, uh, it makes me think that you're going to have to get a balance because you're going to hear yourself louder, which means that you might even tone it down. You might try to adjust the volume, which hey is great if you can still get that full voice tone or the falsetto tone, whatever you're going for in whatever song that you're doing, and you learn to blend your voice with that music uh, to match what you're hearing on the inside uh, compared to what you're hearing from the music on the outside, it might help you if you're running into situations where you tire easily. You know, you're wearing out your voice, you're using too much breath, you're using too much power uh, push to get that sound out. This may help you to adjust that and work out any kinks. You know, maybe like, I can never get this run. I just don't get it. I know I can play it on the piano. I keep missing it. But then you're listening on the inside and you're singing along with the artist. And bam, you're like, ooh, there's where I'm going wrong. I can actually hear it and I can feel it now. I know exactly what I got to do to fix it. Another thing you can do. Yeah, so um, I think now when, as I try to remember um, on the Academy Hangout, one of the things I said was like, let's try to muffle and, and block out the sound of our voice as much as possible not only externally, like bouncing off the walls or coming out of speakers, but also internally so that we're focusing only, as much as possible, only on the physical sensation. But another thing you can do with that is um, you can also just sing a song almost, or you can, like acapella almost. Um, you can have a background track going, but nearly acapella. And then whenever you uh, go back to listen to the music, you can hear... Did the pitch change significantly? Like, did you move up or down? And then that also gives you an indication um, of do you sing sharp or flat? Um, or if you're doing the chorus, if you just do the chorus portion and you end up just a little flat, then that you, you, you can identify that. And then you can try to go back and think, okay, well, am I going flat because this high note is scaring me and so I'm slightly, you know, subconsciously going flat a little bit in order to make it easier? Um, you know, am I going sharp because I'm overshooting it? Uh, you know, whatever it is, is it, am I going flat because I stopped paying attention to pitch on the lower notes, etc., etc. Um, so that's an, another good way to use this sort of as a diagnostic, uh, <laughs> a diagnostic tool. 
No, absolutely. So, uh, and you really want to get freaky throwing your mask, folks. That'll really mess things up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that about sums it up, you know, uh, play around with it. I like to admit when I was wrong and, and me telling that student that he should not use earplugs in, in that environment was absolutely the wrong answer. I needed to reevaluate it and, and see the positive outcome that could be. And I should have known better, you know, considering I always speak about listening on the inside. So if you're having trouble with your band, can't hear yourself, give it a try. If you want to really fine tune your voice, give it a try. Go back and listen to this podcast again, because like Ben said, somewhere in there, there's a topic and we, we gave you three or four ways to play around with earphones and earplugs uh, to better your voice. I guess we'll see you in the next. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, everyone. I guess we'll see you in the next episode. So you don't know what Jamie did to make me. You know, actually, something we might do. Maybe we'll do like a behind the scenes <laughs> podcast recording. Like invite people in the academy <laughs> to just hang out with us as we're recording podcasts, uh, and they can see the silly stuff. Uh, yeah, that, that, would, that would be fun. They uh, that, I, they would lose all respect for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I guess we're done with this one. We'll see you in the next one. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.